When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Batter up. Hello, everyone. We are live. Welcome back to a pod of their own this is episode 123 of a pod of their own i believe i have to bring up the show notes but i believe it is episode 123 <laughs> right. of a pod of their own i am allison mccaig and i am joined this week by my lovely co-host linda Serovich. hello linda hello allison and we are also joined by a friend of the pod astrophysicist and baseball construction extraordinaire dr meredith wills how are you doing I'm good. How are you? We are good. We are good. Um, so we are having you back on the show today because obviously, um, as folks may be aware, um, the something is once again up with the 2022 baseballs. Uh, <laughs> whenever something's up with the baseballs, Meredith ends up on the show and we have a little show. And tell. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for a season off. Yeah, never. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> sorry. Man, I... I... If, if you had told me back in 2018 that this would be an annual thing, I would never have believed. Actually, and, and off season, you know, because postseason, so. Yep. It never, never ends. Never a day off. No, apparently not. <laughs> um, but in more specific, uh, we now have mounting evidence that the ball is, quote, dead again. Um, offense is down across the league, even compared to obviously it's cold in April. And so offense is usually down in April, but even when we compare to other Aprils, offense is down. Um, and the ball has high, the 2022 ball has higher drag, which Rob Arthur of baseball prospectus already showed. Um, and uh, there was a piece in the athletic recently that showed other data, like the barrels aren't traveling as far, et cetera. Um, so Meredith, uh, what do you make of this and have you gotten your hands on any 2022 baseballs yet? Well, there is this, which will come up in my, um, excuse me, let's do it this way. There is this, <laughs> which will come up in my walk-off wins. I am holding up a baseball for everybody who's not on video. Um, yeah. So, um, I had assumed we would see something. Uh, if only because uh, the, the study that I did for 2021 and that uh, Bradford Davis uh, published in Insider, um, it really looked like we were going to see a lot of leftover 2021 baseballs for this season. Um, the, the, the fact that they used 2020s during the 2021 season 
I didn't really start seeing baseballs that were specifically made for 2021 until July, basically the all-star break. Uh, They just didn't start sending them to teams. So if you only take a half a season, you know, where you're actually using the balls for that season, got an awful lot left over, not to mention the fact that they do make them for AAA as well. And um, they had an entire season of 2020s left over for, for AAA. So they did start using 2021s maybe in August. Uh, and that was only because the only, or the, I shouldn't say the only, they were easier to spot because they never stamped them with, uh, you know, before they would have been International League or PCL, these were straight stamped Major League Baseball, mm. um, which at first I thought was kind of a weird, you know, not fluke, but it, I thought it was unusual until every single baseball after a particular period of time was MLB. And it does look like they're just continuing to do that. I don't think they're bothering to stamp them anything else this season, at least not what I've seen so far. So yeah, with uh, with all the leftovers, that would mean that that we've got, um, you know, we can't not have two baseballs, just unless they're going to leave a half a million baseballs sitting in inventory, which I really can't picture. Uh, that's yeah. there. There have to be two, and uh, that original that ball that was the new design that MLB told GMs about back in February of 2021. Um, it was designed to be dead. That was the point. Um, they, they, you know, the looser winding on the inside, uh, the analogy that I'll use is it's like under inflating a basketball. So hence it's more dead off the bat. That was the goal, but especially now that they're using humidors, they had, when they tested those baseballs, they did it under, you know, constant temperature and constant humidity conditions. So they were basically tested in a lab and only in a lab. Well, at least if you have the humidor, that then makes that part consistent, uh, or I should say storage consistent, uh, before they put them in games. So the idea that the humidor is having a material impact in a way that should make the ball, should, I should say, uh, behave kind of like it was intended, you know, yeah, deader ball makes sense. Unfortunately, so does all of the other weirdness. So did teams start implementing the humidor not knowing there would be a new baseball that would like be wildly affected by it or <laughs> well the problem i mean they they knew we knew the humidors were coming in or the teams knew you know there was there was really no question that was going to happen uh it may even be that because of the way that those new dead baseballs were tested that that was part of the push to get the humidor in sooner because There was an athletic article in The Athletic last year that sort of addressed the fact that everything had been constant temperature and humidity for testing. So how do you make, you know, assuming that that's the problem, how do you make it so that those balls that were originally designed to be dead actually start behaving as advertised? Um, Maybe you set it up so that those baseballs are going into games having, you know, been basically reverted to call it lab conditions. Uh, the problem is that the dead ball, I mean, I don't think the problem is the dead balls, had they sort of been born in a humidor, if, if that makes sense, it might be okay. What I think is going on is that um, nobody would have expected what we're seeing because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that it's from the balls like being in the humidor per se, but that they are getting into the humidor drier. And then as they're gaining moisture again, that's actually, I think what's causing the problems. It's the, it's the, it's the, um, you know, equalizing, it's the rehumidifying or whatever that, that for this new kind of baseball uh, should basically be causing pretty much everything I've heard pitchers talk about. So, yeah, (laughs) speaking of things that pitchers are talking about, um, (laughs) pitchers, I've already been talking about this baseball a lot. And Mets pitchers in particular, Mets pitchers in particular. So as a people watching video, my cat is trying really hard to to help. (laughs) 
cat making an appearance on the podcast is oh he will he'll make a well-known a well-known entity in a pod of their own <laughs> both linda well, and i and, and, and uh, both linda and i have cats so you know and a given for mine <laughs> um but you know as a mets podcast you know we have to mention the fact that it's specifically mets pitchers that are talking um about the baseball um you know, as as folks who listen to this podcast are well aware, the Mets have been hit by more pitches than any other team in baseball by a fair margin. Um, and that kind of the, those frustrations sort of boiled over in the Mets Cardinals series recently, um, where there was a Blanches clearing incident um, after which Chris Bassett, who was the starter in that game. Um, said, quote, the MLB has a very big problem with the baseballs. They are bad. Everyone knows it. Every pitcher in the league knows it. MLB doesn't give a damn about it. They don't care. We have told them our problems with them. They don't care. And he also went on to note that there's no consistency among the baseballs being used this season. He would say like one inning, they're really bad. And the next inning, they'll be fine again. And then the next inning, they're bad. Um, and Bassett's not the only one saying this. James McCann, among others, uh, who has has said the same thing. So um, like, A, what do you make of the pitchers saying this? Uh, do you think, like, what do you think that the effect that it's having on the pitchers? Um, and B, you know, I, I know we already alluded to this, but what does this say about the certainty of there being hashtag two baseballs again? <laughs> well, the, uh, um, the descriptions that the pitchers are coming up with, and frankly, across the board, every player that I've heard descriptions, um, they're all not just reasonable, but uh, I did some. Um, they they were pre- they were pretty small studies, so it's it's almost more like exempla for moving forward. Knowing that there were two baseballs, and in particular, uh, Rob Arthur and Ben Lindbergh had um, a really interesting article about spring training in 2021 and how the two kinds of baseballs really showed up. Mm. Um, I created a DIY humidors. I don't know if we talked about this on the, the last one. No, and, I don't think um, so. Because I wanted to see uh, how those, you know, basically what kind of differences were showing up with the new, the new dead balls and the normal ones. Uh, I, what I found was, you know, maybe not what I expected. Uh, and and I, I had like two dozen, in fact, that had started as spring training balls from Arizona. Um, and I did... Uh, bunch of, you know, I started with humidity. I jacked them up to like a jungle, what I called a jungle humid humidity, <laughs> uh, just like to kind of, it was almost like to equalize everything out. I then quite literally put the baseballs in the oven to dry them <laughs> out quickly. It worked, you know, it, blow it, up baseballs. Leave it, open. It, it was great. It was, I mean, how do you, how are you going to do that? Like I was in Wisconsin. It's not like I can get it back to Arizona. I was going to say you basically yeah. <laughs> recreated Arizona. <laughs> you know, like, how old you done it, right? I yeah. picture. Um, and I then, uh, you know, I, I think I left them in there like four weeks or something, but I actually, I checked at least once. I mean, it was on a regular basis to see like how the balls were changing. Um, what was interesting was um, when, and I should point out the balls, they started out as, as dry, then jungle conditions, then back. Um, dried out particularly the, um, the, the new dead baseballs got much smaller physically. Like I had never run into baseballs that actually were too small to meet spec as it were. Like that was, these were the very first, I didn't even think it was possible basically. Um, and, uh, and had high seams, you know, so as far as I can tell, okay, demo baseball, holding baseball. Um, what looks like, and this is kind of an across the board thing, once you kind of look at expanding and shrinking, is the where the covers are versus where the seams are just expands and shrinks differently. So when the whole ball is shrinking, you, you just, you, the seams just, it's not like they're going to squish in. They're a different shape. They've got, you know, they're, they're going to stay up a little higher and everything else is going to shrink around them. So I ended up with slightly higher seams, but in overall smaller balls, like the cross sections between the seams were smaller. And what then happened though, was taking them to jungle conditions and then back to dry. When they started expanding again, the seams ended up even higher than when I was looking at the, uh, the balls when they were dried out. 
Mm. And it's what I think was happening there was that um, whose hair frizzes here when it gets humid? Mine. Okay. <laughs> so your hair, your hair frizzes when you get it humid. Um, yeah, me and humidity don't mix. It turns out that wool yarn or wool in general, but you know, the, the yarn on the inside is, is wool. I mean, I think there's a wool poly blend for one of them, but even that would do this. Um, it's actually sensitive to humidity. And so when it gets drier, like your hair, uh, it actually does, it flattens, it uses, loses structural integrity. So it kind of flattens out, but the balls are designed so that the covers press in, um, which this will, by the way, ask about this again, because this makes a really good segue when we do talk about the Olympic ball. Okay. Um, so the covers press in, which means that when you have that, you know, losing structural integrity, when the, the yarn flattens, once again, the ball shrinks because the covers are pressing in. However, when you then add the humidity back, the, the yarn does expand again, but there's no reason for it to expand spherically. Why would it? It's going to expand more in places that push in less. Mm, yeah. There happens to be this great little break in the covers along the seams. The seams just aren't going to press in as much. It's, it's, not, it's not dissimilar from the, how lace thickness should end up allowing higher seams to happen. Right. Um, you, you basically get the same kind of effect. So taking a dead ball that's drier at all and putting in a humidor and adding humidity, you're going to end up with a ball that has even higher seams. Ow. More drag. And this is not something that I think was, I mean, it was not something that was considered. In, in fact, um, Alan Nathan had a, a, a really, uh, it, it was great seeing feedback on this on, uh, there was an article in the athletic that, you know, Saras and Ken Rosenthal did about you know, the humidor and how it might be affecting the balls. And as far as I know, Alan was somebody who was privy to the original testing. Um, and he thought it was fascinating that that could be an effect, uh, because everything he'd done had just been in the lab and they, they just, they hadn't considered the idea that drawing them out and then, you know, adding moisture back would actually impact how the, the physical shape of the ball and therefore the drag. Um, on top of that, and, you know, this is where like, you know, ultimately looking, I'm going to learn more about it. Uh, there have been comments from pitchers about uh, discarding balls because of having dents. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Will Middlebrooks put something out about that, that he said, he talked about one instance where you know, it was a number of, of balls that a pitcher had discarded because it had dents like it was warped almost well, he, sorry I again I, I'm referring to a baseball again for people who, who can't see yeah as part of that that re-expansion it's not like they put baseballs in egg crates they're actually sitting flat on shelves they're they're oh, in boxes so, uh, so I think when they're re-expanding the bottom is ending is, up flat. Is body. not expanding anywhere because it exactly. has Exactly. Gravity too. is a force, normal force. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. And <laughs> so I think what we're seeing when science when, majors that'll, know that'll, that'll feel like a dent, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it's um so everything and even to the point of like, you know, when Chris Bassett's talking about all the balls feeling different or, or Brian McKenna, frankly, I have yet to talk to a single player who does not say all the balls feel different, which it doesn't, it, believe it or not, it doesn't actually require two baseballs. Not, not that there aren't, but it doesn't require two baseballs because if every single one of those balls is expanding such that it ends up as a different shape, plus flat spotting, et cetera, yeah, they'll all feel different. I'm not really sure how to speak to, to Chris Bassett's inning by inning thing, um, partly because I think it might just be that, that, you know, clearly most of them are pitchable or you would, or you'd have a lot more balls being thrown out, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I can, I can see that forming an impression that it might be seen as an inning by inning thing. I mean, there might be more to it, but frankly, I just can't see that the, um, I can't see that the umpire or, you know, even, you know, any given team would know like, okay, yeah, I'm going to give say my home team pitcher, good balls, one inning, then bad balls, the next. I mean, presumably if the team knew they give their home pitcher, all the good balls and their yeah. pitcher, all the bad balls, right? Why would you switch yeah. back and forth? 
So I think yeah. it might just that might be an impression. Although again, I I would I would love more information. I'd love to. If you guys know him, I'd love to chat. <laughs> Chris Bassett, hello. We, we, sure. Chris Bassett, if you're out there, or if someone who knows Chris Bassett is out there, we don't know Chris Bassett personally, but we can maybe. Well, try. I'm, sure, I'm sure he's watching right now. <laughs> can maybe try our folks we do know at the Mets, but. Sure. Um, do you like dumb question about like them sitting flat? Are they all sitting in the exact same orientation when they're flat or are they all like on different sides sitting? Flat? Well, uh, you know what? I'm not sure. Uh, they'll be kind of mixed up. Um, the, the way that balls are put in, I, I have pictures, like, but I, I'll, I'll have to dig them out. Um, the way that the balls are put into into the actual game ball boxes they're they're in these boxes of a dozen each um each of them is wrapped in tissue paper mm. very very gently and which which means by the way that if you take a ball out i have yet to figure out how one would say put the tissue paper back on such that it looks like it wasn't taken out before you right, can usually right, tell right. when a box has been you know, invaded or not. So it's not yes. like even, even the idea of someone conspiratorially removing the balls and then secretly putting back new ones, really hard to do. It's not <laughs> impossible, but it would just, that's like an amazing amount of forethought. Um, within that, it, it probably just depends on who's loading up the box, frankly. How much I mean, of a perfectionist If it were me, there. I would probably be putting them all in at the same orientation, but that's not a requirement. Right. Um, and to some extent, it's also just frankly going to depend on the ball. It's going to depend on, I mean, the, the leather covers, the weight of the leather covers tended to be a very, very, um, it was one of the most highly variable parts of construction. But uh, starting in 2021, they made that much more uniform. Uh, so like, you know, when I talk about, in fact, anyone wants to try this, uh, when I uh, did the studies, you know, and again, up to, I guess, last season, taking the covers off to figure out which were the, the dead balls and, and which were kind of the normal or, or live ones was, um, I'd have to take the covers off because the, the covers themselves would be anywhere from like 14 to 20 something grams. And the, the tolerance is actually only seven grams, which means that, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't tell uh, if it was going to, you know, if it was going to be a, if it was going to be a ball that you know was one kind or the other, because mm. the covers just varied too much. The covers now seem to be much more uniform, which means that um, I can, you know, when I'm, when I get a baseball, like if I had a random baseball that was from starting 2021 production. So starting in July of 2021 or uh, J- July of 2020, I should say. Uh, the weights for the, the live or live balls, which are heavier versus, versus dead, uh, you pretty much can tell the, the difference. Um, you know, if it's, if it's be- uh, between like a hundred, uh, I tend to do this stuff in grams, which is, uh, between 142 and 149 grams. That's, that's the, the, the limits within the rules. If it's 140, well, if it's less than 144 grams, it's a lighter one. Um, maybe, or I should say maybe less than 145. Uh, if it's more than 145 and a half, 146, it's, it's dead. Or excuse me, it's other way around. If it's light, it's dead. If it's heavy, it's live. I always get that mix. I was, I want it to be the other way and it's not. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the yeah. point being, except for kind of, you know, around 145, um, it, that's where the kind of overlap, but there's not really that much. So like, you know, if anybody catches a foul ball or batting practice ball, which by the way, if it doesn't say practice or have, um, have a Sharpie on it, it's a game ball. It's almost certainly a game ball. Um, there's no reason it wouldn't be, uh, yeah. Find a kitchen scale, take it home. If it's showing up as one end or the other, you probably already know which ball it is even before you take off the covers. This makes life a lot easier that way. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's, a uh, 
I think I lost the initial question there. Sorry. <laughs> it was, it was mostly about um, like what you make of Chris Bassett's comments about the, mm-hmm. the different about like what about MLB having seemingly no control over uh, or, you know, assuming, you know, assuming incompetence rather than malice, but like, uh, ass- like having no control. Over, well, like, the, 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 the construction of the ball, like the lack of testing is, is, I find it actually funny slash, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, not funny, haha, but uh, the, the stated goal of that dead baseball was to um, make, it's interesting, the, the, the phrasing they used was interesting because people will talk about it being more centered and they seem to think it has to do with like where the physical pill is. Now, more centered just means that for the range over which the coefficient of restitution, basically the bounciness of the ball, um, they wanted that to be in a tighter range, closer to the center of that, you know, of that uh, range. So it has nothing to do with the physical center; it just has to do with the number. Uh, the point being, they wanted something more consistent off the bat. What they've ended up with is the least consistent baseball they've ever made. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of yeah. course. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, when he says the balls are bad, does he mean the raised seams that you were mentioning? Does that give them less? Because he was answering this in response. Oh, no. It's, it's, uh, man, it's worse than that. Um, I mean, the, um, and again, Every, every player I've talked to has some variation on this. Um, the, uh, the balls aren't just flat spotted. They're physically soft. Oh, you know, um, spoiler alert. This, this one is, it feels soft even, even to me. And I'm not a pitcher. Um, and particularly coming out of the humidor, you know, I heard, I've heard descriptions of, you know, guys who feel like they can basically move, change the shape of the ball with their fingers. By like oh. squeezing it. Oh by God. Squeeze, by squeezing it or by Ooh. moving stuff around. It's a stress um, ball. Well, baseball is stress ball. Yeah. Or again, <laughs> the, the flat spotting, um, uh, I, you know, I've heard, you know, hitters refer to, to coming off the bat as mush. And, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. I mean, I think that's really just a good description. Uh, there's, there's, the grip is wrong. You know, when, even when guys talk about the grip being a problem, uh, everybody thinks of that because of 2019 and the balls were slick. Yeah. Grip is also yeah. a problem if it's basically also a stress ball, but you yeah, don't know which, how much of a stress ball it's going to be. You know, uh, I have to wonder, you know, Hit by pitches are up. There's absolutely, um, was it Brit put this out with Eno? I think there were the two wrote, there was an article, another athletic article where they were talking about increasing, increased hit by pitches. And he, they're right. They have been going up. Um, I do have to wonder though about, you know, first of all, there just seems to be a lot more, what almost feels like unintentional headhunting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it scares me to death to watch that. Jeez. But um, I have to wonder what what it is about having like how having a ball that's basically too squishy or squish you know or misshapen such that it has because 
a pitcher might not pick up where the flat spot is. It might depend on how he holds the ball. I mean, like, let's say, you know, you've, you've got it, you're holding two of the seams or, you know, okay, we'll do a four seam fastball. Um, and, and it happens to be on a side where they just don't bother to check. They could be throwing a ball that has a flat spot, not realizing it has a flat spot. Hence it breaks completely differently. Yeah. You know, I was I mean, going to say, it's not even just about the way that they're gripping the ball and how it feels in the hand. It's like how, it, right. if there's like a physical, like deformation of the ball, it's going right. to like break right. differently in the air. Yep. Yep. And, and that's, that's actually what I've started watching for like, you know, when you have somebody where they're, you know, where they're, they're hit or it's, where it's clearly a pitch that's gotten away from the pitcher or, or a phrase that looks like that's probably what's happened. They'll show the replay. I look at the catcher. Usually oh. the catcher has a rough idea, at least of the direction that ball is going to break, or they wouldn't have called it there. Maybe it's high, maybe it's low, but if you've got the catcher setting up on one side of the plate entirely, like if, if he's going low and away and it comes up high and inside, that's probably not what was meant. Yeah. No? Yeah, because so I'm not a guy's I'm, missing I'm not sure. by like four feet. You're not right, just missing right. your spot by like six inches. You're missing your spot right. by like four feet. You know, or or uh, you know, if if you're if you're if you're coming in, if you're coming in inside or if you're coming in high, but it's roughly where you want it to go. But when I've seen some, and it's not even necessarily like that, that it's guys getting hit. Occasionally I'm seeing where it's, you know, it's like if you're paying attention. Okay. Yeah. It was a ball, but the catcher really had to move to make sure that that wasn't, wasn't a wild pitch, Mm -hmm. even though it was like, you know, for instance, let's say you've got a lefty up and, and, you know, it would, it would have, it would have been to righty, but, you know, I noticed those ones too. It's not, it's not like hard. It's just that you have to like see something that, yeah. I, I, well, and unfortunately, also baseball is now banned the sticky stuff at the same time. So, could it be a mixture of both that this is happening, or one having an effect on the other? Well, that's that's a good question because sticky stuff is designed to improve grip. Basically, if a presumably if a ball isn't as as, as like it's it, I shouldn't say improve grip it's like traction it's designed to improve traction so if you have a ball that's already squishy I'm not if anything it might almost be like an over sticky stuff oh, thing it might be know? worse yeah right yeah. like I'm not sure sticky stuff is going to fix this problem even if it like suddenly came back yeah you, you might you might end up with increased spin rate but frankly if you had increased spin rate with these balls I think you might actually be killing people yeah true yeah, <laughs> I, I, am not sure. Um, what we, what we have, I think, is that we're we're hearing descriptions from the pitchers that are actually entirely accurate, but we're putting them into sort of you know boxes or or interpretations that we have been familiar with in the past. Right. So the idea of of different ba- and I, I was doing this at first too. You know, different baseballs. Does that mean there are two kinds of baseballs? There will have, even if, even if there are, aren't right now, even if like every ball that's being used is one of these dead balls, they will have to, at some point, start using live balls because they don't have enough of the dead ones for an entire season. They right. got to show up. Yeah. You know, so, so I'm not, that's, that's almost like, you know, it, it becomes a beside the point, but when, um, you know, like Bob, Bob Nightingale's articles, are they still using two different baseballs? That's a really good question. However, I do think when pitchers talk about having different baseballs, I don't think it's the same thing as one kind versus another. I mean, if you if you remember um, last year, the pitchers couldn't tell them apart. So um, I'm not really sure that uh, you know they wouldn't. I, I still can't tell them apart. Uh, although again, they'd be better than than me, but. Uh, I think it's that you have the, the dead balls in the humidors is probably what's doing it. Uh, yeah. And therefore every single ball is different from every single other ball. Hence different, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not binary. Yeah. Um, and, and also grip, people talk about grip, but grip doesn't necessarily mean too slick. Yeah. And so. another thing that another issue that pitchers had reported in the past, again, like, perhaps thinking about this too much in a previous mindset, but I wonder how these 
different different baseballs are affecting this is like in the past when you had these balls with the with the seams that were higher it was causing a lot of blisters like pitcher blisters and I wonder like how this like squishy stress ball weird with super high seams weirdness will like affect that if at all have have you guys heard anything about like actual blister reports Nope. The only Not thing was um, this year, I don't think. Glass now last year kind of alluded to his Tommy John that it was putting oh, more. Stress I, I, that, on. that was because of the sticky stuff, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. That yeah. Because um, yeah, I, I, in fact, I actually talked to somebody yesterday who specifically said, yeah, we should be looking for blisters. And I was like, I'm not sure exactly. No. It's, it's, I mean, I had, you think by now we would have heard, you know, even, even, even in, somebody would have had said something. Yeah, yeah. We would have had some, some, you yeah, know, because yeah. they definitely did it in what 2019, I think. 2017. Yeah. Okay. 2017 was like the year of the blister. Like every pitcher got a yep. blister from the ball. Yeah. 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 Aaron Sanchez actually started for the Nats and pitched quite a good game the other night. Oh, it was 14, four, uh, Nats, uh, Nats giants. Oh yeah. That game. <laughs> 14. Uh, 14 yeah, the Nats were 14 you guys were watching a no hitter so don't worry yeah we were <laughs> which a, a combined well, no hitter which was cool mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well, tell me we owe the baseballs to giving us another no hitter yeah thank so, you dead like baseballs. We mentioned before um the the olympics apparently had good baseballs so are those not major league like where did these baseballs oh, man. come from well okay show and tell yeah, before. Um, apologies for people who are not watching the video, but we actually have some pretty cool stuff. So you'll just have to, Alice and Linda, just react accordingly. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Yes, yes. Um, so the, the the Olympic baseballs. So I'm holding holding up a ball Ooh. right now. It says it says WBSC 540 yeah. on it. Um, these are these are a company made by a company called SSK Corporation. So there's a label on there. It says SSK Corporation, made in Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Um, this does not say Olympics on it, but this is the baseball that was used. This is the oh. same kind. So if, if, if you know where to look, you can actually buy these in game boxes by the dozen. I tracked them. Nice. Um, and the, the SSK Corp is, it's, it's a Japanese company, uh, makes stuff in Sri Lanka, kind of how Rawlings is an American company making stuff in Costa Rica. It is not the same baseball that the NPB uses. It's not the oh, Japanese. Okay. Baseball. I was going to ask that. That's, yeah. that's made by Mizuno. Okay. And it's even packaged very differently. Like those, those will, you know, this, this was in, um, they do have them in like, you know, a plastic wrap, but not much beyond that. Uh, the NPB balls are physically in foil and then wrapped. I do have ones actually that are also in plastic, but I think the, I think those are both legit. The foil I know is, uh, the reason that NPB balls are in foil is because they are pre-tacked, whereas these, the, the Olympic balls actually are not um, and were not. Uh, it's that the, um, which also explains they were rubbed up. In fact, they might've even been rubbed up with Lena Blackburn mud, uh, but they were rubbed up during the Olympics, which wouldn't make sense for pre-tacking you know, one or the other. Uh, but the construction is very, very different. By the way, as far as I know, this is a dedicated factory in Sri Lanka, the same way there's a dedicated factory in Costa Rica. If you if you have balls for NCAA or the minors or pretty much anywhere else, uh, there are much larger factories in like China or Vietnam. Or I think Cambodia is the other one. I think the, I think those are the countries. Hopefully I got those right. Uh, but so, but the factory in Sri Lanka is, is just a small dedicated factory that just does balls for the UBSC and, and they're for Olympic, or excuse me, they're for international competition. So here's, here's the cool demo. The way that balls are made for, uh, actually major league minor Rawlings baseballs, let's say, uh, are, you've got those, those wound layers of yarn. And then the, the leather covers are, you know, they're on there basically to keep the ball round. Mm-hmm. The pressure from the covers is what's keeping the ball round. Uh, they're also made in such a way where the reason that they're all, you know, the same uh, is that the, the layers are wound uh, on winding machines that have a weight trip. 
So when you finish winding a layer, it, the machine shuts itself off automatically once that yarn layer gets to a certain weight. It's cut, you have the, the um, whoever's working the winding machines moves it to the next one and for all the layers like that. Uh, as far as I can tell, the balls for uh, SSK Corp, the Olympic balls, don't use a weight trip, but they do use a size trip. Hmm. So uh, it, I'm also I'm almost picturing something where it's it's like um, you've kind of got two plates maybe, and it's winding, winding, winding until the plates get far enough apart, and that's what shuts it down. Mm. Oh, because the weights do vary; the sizes really don't. It's the it's it's just the it's the the reverse of what you have for for Rawlings. But and and okay, so I, I have my my partially taken apart uh, Olympic ball here. The laces are elsewhere. They're around. Oh, here we go. I just, you got to show, you know, red laces. They're, they're boring. They're just laces. Look, red laces. Red laces. Um, so taking the covers off here, um, there is, what's interesting with this, so you can see the, the center, it's, it's still that kind of thread wound center. Mm -hmm. yeah. The difference is this feels like it has some, almost like epoxy on it. I mean, I don't know if you can, let's see if I can get near, near enough. Can you hear tapping? Oh, it's like oh, hard yeah, yeah. and like, yeah, like yep. you can hear the little tapping. Yeah, that, that, that's, that, that would never happen with a, with a Rawlings ball. It's also round on its own. So it's like the roundness of the ball is pure, like it's, it's defined by the interior. It's has nothing to do with the covers. The covers oh, are okay. like an afterthought. Um, what that means, the leather then for the covers, it, it, to, the way I describe it, it feels like glove leather. Mm. Um, when I um, when I take the cover off, I should have grabbed one. When I take the cover off of a um, of a Rawlings ball, the glue is holding it down, and it really puckers. And once those puckers are in there, they never go away. Mm. Um, on the other hand, and here I'll, I'll try to really mess this one up. Uh, so I don't know if you can. Can you see that there's like, there's kind of like texture on there? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So let's see how this one is. Yeah. And again, texture. So because it's kind of like glove leather, literally, this was so cool. <laughs> Put it on, smooth it down real nice. And it just stays there. And not, it's not just that it stays because it's, it's, it's tacky anyway. Like you, it makes sense that there would be a, it makes sense that you'd have, um, put this on right side up uh you know the covers are going to have to stay in place because otherwise you couldn't you couldn't stitch them closed but it's more that like literally smoothing with my fingers the uh the leather is pliable enough that all of that um texture becomes oh. disappears wow. and um and, and what, what you end up with is it has a slightly squishier feel, but it's shallow. It's, yeah. it's the best. I don't know how a pitcher would describe it, but me knowing what the inside is like. It's like the squishiness only goes down a little bit, but even without being rubbed up, the grip is better than mm. a pearl for the majors. So as opposed to this ball, which this is squishy in a way that clearly goes deeper than the covers. Mm. so um yeah so i'm not surprised at all that 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 guys like this ball better yeah. i mean it's it's also um another thing that's that's uh interesting and again i should have grabbed the major league ball uh if you can see where the thread is mm -hmm. uh -huh. you know, there's there's like sections where they're kind yeah. of all going the same direction yeah they're like cross that like there's like sections yeah. of three and then it cross hatches right like right yeah this this is very clear this is like this is the sort of a winding machine that it, it's almost like strikes me as like the spherical version of like a knitting ball winder. Yeah. For, yeah. For yeah. The, yeah. It looks knitter. exactly like, um, right. Yeah. So it's like, it has to have been some knits. kind of machine that's like turning it in a way that, that, but that's like really systematic. It's like, yeah, it's as like one, two, to three, the turn, one, two work, three turn. which are not like that at all. Right. So, uh, they're the winding machines that they're using are much more advanced than the stuff that's being used in Costa Rica. Interesting. Um, so, so just the entire process, as far as I can tell, is better. 
So when they say it's a better ball, yeah, I would argue it's a better ball. So do the Olympics have like a different like international standard for the ball or? Well, as far as I know, the specs, I have yet to see anything uh, for like the physical specs on a baseball, which are still insanely loose. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it has to be between five and five and a quarter ounces. It has to be between nine and nine and a quarter inches circumference. It has to have contrasting colored laces and be made of horsehair or cowhide, horsehair, horsehide or cowhide, you know, just the, the various kind of very basic descriptions. Uh, I have yet to see anything that for any international that is not that as well. Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes sense because, you know, if you really are making so many baseballs in, say, China for a bunch of different kinds of leagues, it probably makes sense to just have the same kind of ball yeah. everywhere. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll uh, uh, but this, this one, you know, this would still fit Rawling specs, like right. or the official rule specs. There, it's, it's not, it, it's not anything that, that's, that's out of that, you know, but I have uh, a question. Sure. What do yes, you, please. What do you think would happen to those baseballs if you put them in a humidor? That is a good question. I I have no idea actually because I don't know how the epoxy would behave. Yeah. Uh, one thing though that I am curious about, and I, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get this um, tested, is that that hardness. I think probably only makes sense for baseball that is played kind of like how we play major league baseball in that I can't picture these baseballs responding well to being hit more than once or twice. Oh. <laughs> I think they'll, they'll basically break. Right. Right. Um, so I'm not really sure. Like, you know, this, this is like a really good ball to, for, for a sport where they're only going to throw it for like four pitches. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because then you will get to that misshapen thing. And so I can, I can see this being ideal for major league baseball, uh, but you know, NCAA, not so much. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And no. yeah, there's, and there's always or even, like, even BP that wouldn't last. Very long. No. <laughs> right. And there's always the, like, how do these react to being hit by an aluminum bat versus a wood bat too? Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to get, uh, you know, I I've reached out to people and it's, it's kind of funny. It's like, hi, here's these baseballs. I really need you to ding them up for me and send them back. <laughs> uh, and, and beat up you my know, baseballs, please beat up my baseballs. Please. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. Cause it's, it's like, in some cases, guys don't seem to have the guts to do that because it's like, I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's like, I've only sent them a few. And so they don't want to ding up the baseballs because they only have a few, you know, so I get, it's like, I'll just work more or something. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Assuming I, mean, I can, I, I'm assuming I can still get them. Right I'm very curious if you like can get your hands on some more Olympic baseballs and put them in your homemade, like humidor. I just am curious what would happen to them. Actually, I, I don't where I am right now that I do not, I'd have to, to build another one, although they're not, it's not actually that hard. It's kind of, it was kind of fun to, to, you know, uh, let's see. I love, I love doing this. I said the, the, the humidor required, uh, like, uh, uh, what was it? A, a 25 gallon or something, you know, think about like a, a sealable pet food container is what I used. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and then I, uh, you know, and then got little, little things with like, you know, the temperature, humidity stick on, oh, yeah, yeah. um, control the humidity using, um, I basically took some, some, uh, you know, just, just like Tupperware plastic, the, you know, kind of cheapo containers and, um, put sponges in those to, you know, you just check the humidity often enough to see if stuff needs to go up and down or stuff happens to go up and down. And I even, I also got those, like, I love it, the, the kind of humidity regulators that you use to grow pot. Now, yeah. I wonder if it was similar to when we raised baby chicks at work. Well, Cause we had might be like, the same thing. I just yeah. know that the ones that I, I got on Amazon, it was hard to figure out like the point. And then you went and you looked at the comments and everything was like pot growing <laughs> for the pictures so it's like yeah you know if, if somebody checks my I'm, I'm using it for I promise I'm using it for baseballs and meanwhile my dad's like you know the smell might give it away he loved it no now I'm like I, imagining I now imagining the yeah. police like like barging in your door like all right we tracked your Amazon history we know what you have in here it's just like all these baseballs <laughs> like sitting in these Tupperwares and you're like what <laughs> 
yeah. and actually it, it just just to get even weirder with the DIY the the, the, the to make the shelves on which they flat spotted because it's not like it's not like you can slide stuff and you sort of have to put them in you know and then you put a put like a, a, a removable shelf on top uh plastic needlepoint mesh <laughs> and then I took a whole bunch of like old hangers from the dry cleaners, like the good sturdy ones, straightened them out, cut them and like taped them along the edge with the, with duct tape <laughs> and across the center so that they stayed flat. Oh my God. And I'm just, awesome. I'm like, yeah, this is so MacGyver. I love that stuff. <laughs> great. It's great. Yeah. We love it. But it worked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, which, and so the thing is like, in fact, I could do it. It's just, I don't have any like coat hangers from, from dry. I'd have to like crash a dry cleaning place or something because I don't actually have those coat hangers so I, I do I do my own stuff at home so. yeah yeah that's that's my assignment to any enterprising person out there who might be watching or listening to this is uh do do a uh, a humidor and figure out what happens to the Olympic baseballs in it I want to know <laughs> well you know um at some point I can do it I just uh might be a while I, there's I was gonna say there's a lot going on right now yeah. With the baseball, so, so I'll get on. to it. With the with the actual baseballs in pl- being yeah. used. Yeah, in I was going to say stuff. like like I'll 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 deal with the major league ones first, and then we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> Do you think major league baseball will ever like go in that direction, or are they just too sold to Rawlings? Well, maybe a better question is how come Rawlings hasn't already gone in that direction? Yeah. Right. I mean, I've I've got baseballs going. I, I literally, you know. I've looked at baseballs going as far back as like, you know, early nineties, late eighties and the construction's the same. They really haven't changed the basics. So if they're not, if they haven't done that in, you know, 30 plus years, uh, it's, it's like, it, it would require a major overhaul, but it just clearly is not something that they've been willing to do. Yeah. And so it, it does, it does mean that, that, you know, I'm not sure for a long time in the Rawlings had the rhetoric of making the best baseballs in the world. I'm not sure they say that anymore. <laughs> um, which, you know, is, is frankly is smart, uh, you know, especially after the Olympic balls and stuff, you know, it's, 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 it's not really hard to demonstrate that these are better made. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Um, anyway, we, we do want to say to everyone listening out there, send Meredith your 2022 baseballs. If you do that and give us proof that you've done that, then we'll get, we have raffle prizes so we can oh, give yeah. out prizes. Yes. Yes, so please. please, if you send Meredith mm-hmm. a baseball, like show us, like, I don't know, your a picture of you at the post office or like your receipt Actually, from the number. Well, no, what, 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 what I would like is, um, when you send the baseball, um, batting practice is fine. Bullpen is fine. Uh, something where it would have been on the field, basically. Um, even, even if it's stamp practice, just, but, but not, don't buy it as a memorabilia thing that, that turns out to be a real problem. Uh, where you, where you got it and the date that you got it. So like, you know, it's a BP ball from, you know, this particular Mets game. Uh, versus whatever. And in fact, if it is BP, if you can tell me if it's home versus away BP, that does make a difference because uh, generally teams and probably more so because of the humidors, uh, teams bring their own balls mm. for practice. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, uh, you know, I'll absolutely, you know, when I've gotten balls for BP, if it's away BP, you know, whatever, uh, whatever team happens to you know, if I then get home baseballs from their park, they're the same batches. So clearly they're being pulled from the same place. Mm. It looks like they're being pulled from the same place, I should say. Right. That um, makes sense. And it also then means that, frankly, I can get information on uh, baseballs from parks that, you know, I might not be able to get as many otherwise. Yeah. So send Meredith your baseballs. And if you do, we will put, we will automatically enter you for drawing for fun prizes. So please send her baseballs that you get. If you, if you get a foul ball at a game, if you get a BP ball at a game, if you, if a bull, if they're warming up in the bullpen and someone tosses you a ball, get, get it to Meredith. And I've done, I've, I've, uh, all of those have been great sources. Yep. <laughs> um, and let us know if you've done that and then we can enter you into a drawing for fun prizes uh, because we want to. Well, I'm thinking have- of that port. That poor guy. Well, was it during the Reds game 
where he went to get it and he like dropped the ball and then he spilled his beer over his girlfriend. Oh no! Or you so said not only did, did or you he be drop like the ball, guy he didn't who... get the ball and his girl. Oh, but he caught the other one. Caught it, yeah. Yeah, or you can be like the guy who had a baby and he <laughs> caught the baseball in one hand and was he was literally bottle feeding the baby with the other hand. Awesome. Bottle feeding a baby and he caught the baseball. Baby was still like sucking away on the bottle. Didn't notice. A <laughs> so chill. Thing. So chill. And he it, that, So that was a that was a hero move. So yeah, they gave the baby a jersey for that too. Oh, they did. That's why not yeah. entered the baby with a jersey. Yeah, <laughs> okay. we love that. We love that. Awesome. Um, yeah. So send Meredith your baseballs. But um, in the meantime, uh, we will finish the show this week with walk off wins, where each of us talks about something that is making us happy this week baseball related or otherwise dr meredith wills what is your walk-off win well my my walk-off win is in fact the the baseball i've been using as a demo uh i went to uh my first uh giants game of the season on on friday while you guys while you guys were watching the mets do their no hitter (laughs) yeah uh, i was watching uh the the nats giants game and was there with friends i hadn't seen in a while and you know we're, we're, we're talking about doing this stuff and you know the discussion of foul balls comes up. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm always trying to get foul balls. And I, uh, Nelson Cruz hits his foul ball, fifth pitch of his at bat, I guess. And it kind of goes, we're, we're, we're in the, the, the field level right under kind of that lip where, right. you know, sometimes balls will bounce off and come bounce down. Off and, come oh, down okay. and, 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 you know, and we could see that it had bounced, but I didn't really think anything of it because it like kind of, it went over my head and then bounced and I figured nothing. And I turn around and my friend says, here, <laughs> and I went, uh, what? I, I, I thought he was faking me out. I kid you not. <laughs> I refused to believe at first that that happened because the moment before he had basically been like, oh yeah, so people just catch you foul balls and give them to you as if it was like a normal thing. <laughs> and easy. <laughs> this is the first time this has ever happened where someone has caught a foul ball sort of as if it was a normal thing, handed it to me right there saying, hi, have fun, learn something from this. <laughs> like you conjured it. Like, I was, it was like it felt like part of this narrative as you know, sort of the 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 the, the you know the culmination of the story that we'd already been talking during the <laughs> That's ending. great. That's, That's great. incredible. It's almost like the universe just like provided in that in that <laughs> and moment. Strange and fabulous. Yeah. That's really great. That's a oh, great so wait, who won? Oh, oh, this was the Nats winning 14 to 4. 14 to 4. Win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with a lot of home runs, actually. Wow. Impressive. Um, a <laughs> rare, many, many home run game in this early yeah, season. That's a rare occurrence to this yeah, year. Yeah, it was weird. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Linda Servich, what is your walk-off win for this week? Um, we probably have the same walk-off win. <laughs> yeah, walk-off wins will be quick because we have the same one. Yep. <laughs> Where we also went to our first baseball game of the year. But it was not my not- first baseball game, but. Oh, it was it was mine. Oh, yeah, because you went to the Nationals game, right? And, yeah. I, and I went to a Mets game. I went to opening weekend, the Saturday game. Oh, okay. I've been to two Saturday losses at City Field now, which if you do the math on how often the Mets have lost this year, is actually pretty bad odds for me. <laughs> well, um, in which case, just don't go that often. I know, yeah. right? I know. Allison's to blame. No, it's okay. I, 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 they yeah. went, they won when I went at Nats Park, and I'm going at Nats Park again next week. So, but they won the game I went to at Nats Park. They've lost both, both the games I went to at City Field. So I guess I just can't go back to City Field. She was banned from City Field, I guess. Yep, I'm banned from City in 90, Field. In 98, when I, I was out in grad school in Montana, and it's long, long before, you know, you could watch baseball, like, nationally on any regular basis. Every single game that I happened to catch of the Yankees, they were losing. It took until like I was drowned in grad school. I was only sort of half paying attention. And it was probably August before I realized how good they were. Because it's like, they must be I bad. Up, Every losing. time I turn them on, they're losing. <laughs> so it's like, you know, literally so yeah, the so 98 same kind, of thing. same kind of thing. <laughs> but it was it was so fun being back mm-hmm. at city field i saw the tom siever statue we met shay we, we met, met shay which was the best part shay is a that's yeah. puppy meredith if you're not aware <laughs> yeah, Every, i've seen pictures yeah many teams <laughs> are getting puppies now and shay is the mets puppy uh, and we we got to the pirates him. are the other one 
Yeah, the pirates. Oakland have a just has their feral cats, which I think yes. is <laughs> And so does Colorado too. Is Colorado with feral cats? Yeah, that's the, the one, one that had the, him run on this field. Just the one famous oh, well, I mean, one that ran on the field. As opposed to the population of feral There's cats. There's actually a population of feral cats in Oakland. Oh, yeah, no, it was, like, it was fully like, taken like over the throwaway write up that, that just like went viral out here was fabulous. <laughs> it's because more cats show up to the games than people now. Than people? I was at the game yesterday which did break another record. Um, it, it, it kind of felt like, I swear, I, sh- I showed up at, at the BART station. It was completely empty. I went onto the bridge the, across from the BART station. There were actually a staff there because they've got like wheelchairs and things. I asked them, I'm like, is there actually a game? Did I get the date wrong? They're like, no, no, it's a game. Wow. It was, I, I, I get, I get into the park and it's still 40, it's only 45 minutes before our first pitch because they don't open the gates to like an hour ahead of time now, which is nuts. It, and there was like so few people in the stands. I mean, that what came to mind was I felt like I was in Langoliers. Yeah. 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 It was. You yeah. feel like you're at a spring yeah. training game or something. Yeah, that's oh sad. no, I've never been to a spring training game that had this few people. Yeah. I was going to say spring training's not, it's like, it's even, like, even the backfield seemed to have more. Fans. Yeah. Or like, even like <laughs> indie ball. I don't know. Oh, I've definitely been to indie ball games with a lot more fans. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no question. Oh, it's, it's so yeah. sad. Um, well, yeah, so we got to meet Shay. We got to meet, like, we got to meet Bradford. I'd never met Bradford. The first time we ever met Bradford exciting. in real life. Which was yes, we were finally like after seeing him on Zoom for so long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was nice. It was nice, like, even though they lost. And it was, I actually had a really good time meeting Shay, meeting other, you know, Bradford, meeting other Mets fans. And, um, you know, it like making up is having a puppy available is like a great marketing strategy because it makes your day infinitely better. So, so where does he like just hang out yeah. at the park or where is he? Yeah, yeah they walk him around. around. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he like, was just trotting through and I was like, yeah, Jay, oh my God. So poor Allison was in the bathroom. I know. So <laughs> the funny part about it. So like I did get to meet the dog, but. So I, I go to use the restroom. I come back and Linda and Maggie like scream at me simultaneously. You miss Shay. And I was like, what? And so I literally took off down the concourse to like try to chase the dog. It was, it was unsuccessful. I couldn't find where the dog was. And so I was like, so upset. I was like, I can't believe during the two minutes I was in the bathroom. You guys met the dog. And then when we went to go to, after we were like done eating, we went to go to our seats and the dog was still like hanging out like near our section like the entrance to our section so it looks like if we want cool things to happen you just need to not be there is that what you're saying i know exactly yeah. i'm a curse i'm a blight no. <laughs> or, or you could i just i mean or or it's an inverse good luck charm yeah yeah i just gotta walk true. away i just gotta yeah, walk yeah, away. you know like like uh you know I, I certainly i can i can think of you know knew someone where if we wanted bernie williams to get a hit we kicked him out of the, or a home run we kicked him out of the room and it seemed to work <laughs> most of the time there you go there you yeah. go um, and yeah, my walk-off win is the same as Linda's. So, you know, that is, that is the show. Um, so you can, uh, go to amazingavenue.com, check out all of our fantastic content. Uh, we have, you know, game threads every day, game recaps, uh, analysis, you know, all you could ever ask for. Um, you can follow Amazing Avenue on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Amazing Avenue. Meredith Wills, where can people find you and your work on the internet? Uh, basically Twitter. Uh, so it's, uh, my account is, uh, baseball astrophysics, which is at BBL underscore astrophysics without the I. So, um, it's probably just easier to click on the link, but yes. yeah, that's, that's, that's me. And uh, we will, and- we will put her handle in the show notes and yep, everything yep. so you guys can follow And, her. and yes, uh, I am, I hate to say I, I I am always in need of baseballs. Yep. Probably in perpetuity. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I will I will die with a baseball still in my hand, half unlaced. Yeah. <laughs> poetry. Poetry. Uh, Maybe Manfred will be gone. Baseball for my cold dead fingers. Yeah. <laughs> send send Meredith your baseballs. You can find her on Twitter. So if you have a baseball for her, you can reach out to her there. Um, we are also on Twitter. I am at Petite PhD. Where are you, Linda? At Linda Sarovich. 
You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from Amazing Avenue Audio. It brings you uh, the entire suite of podcasts. Oh, and before we sign off, I have a very important announcement live on the show. Our Dollars for Dingers fundraising event, raffle event has been set for September 17th. It will be at Ebbs at City Field. So get excited, guys. We are back at City Field for Dollars for Dingers 2022. We will be at Ebbs. We're so excited. We, we already have so many fantastic prizes, raffle prizes lined up for you guys for Dollars for Dingers. We cannot wait. Um, and hopefully the Mets will still be good this year by September, <laughs> unlike past years. Uh, yeah. And it'll be like even more exciting. Um, so September 17th, mark your calendars. Dollars for Dingers 2022, be there or be square. <laughs> and it's a Gary Cohen bobblehead giveaway night. It so you is. Have no it reason is. not to be there. At City Field it is Gary Cohen bobblehead day. So you should go because if you have tickets to the game, you'll be able to go to the fundraiser in the afternoon and then trot on off to the game, hopefully with a, a prize in tow that you've won at our raffle. Wouldn't that be so f- fabulous? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Dollars for Dingers 2022, September 17th. Get excited, folks. We're so excited about it. and We can't wait to have you there. Um, so yeah, that does it for the show this week. Let's go Mets. And don't forget, there is no crying in podcasting. We will see you all very, very soon. And how do I end this Facebook live? <laughs> Everyone gets this really fantastic content here where I figure out how to stop live stream. Stop live stream. Bye, everybody.